Hi everyone, I'm Kari. Hi everyone, I am Bree. Hey everyone, I'm Annalisa. And this is CSI Talk. This episode was absolutely amazing. Is it like really one of my favorite CSI episodes ever? So we're going to do a brief summary of what happened because this was a headache week for everyone. So we're going to separate the episode into two storylines or timelines. We've got the Hodges case and we've got the case of the week. There wasn't a lot of development in the case this week, so what we thought was going to happen really did happen. Chris and Sarah and Chris were working on the Hodges case while Max, Ellie, and Josh were working on this on the week's case. So back to the Hodges case. They find out that Ansem has a sister called Anna and she has MS. And Sarah literally tells Grissom that she doesn't tell him, but she, the He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take one for the team. And he goes to talk to her. And we also find out that besides Hodges having an ankle monitor now, that he tried to hire Ansem instead of his actual lawyer. <laughs> Which is so Hodges. It's so typical Hodges. And then before they decide that Grissom is going to talk to, to Anna, uh, Sharon says that to people who live in close proximity, like their whole lives, they, they, there's only so much you don't tell them. And Grissom's like, I don't even try to hide anything. Like, I don't lie to her anymore. Like, I don't do this. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, great character development. You know what that is? That is growth. Also, Grissom tells Sarah, which, which is kind of like a critic to what is happening. In the world right now, Grissom tells Sarah that the world has gone mad. Nobody believes in the truth anymore, which is sadly true, especially with the pandemic. Well, and he tells Sarah that if she wants to go in this rabbit hole, he's going to go with her. So I'm guessing that his land sickness is going to go away eventually because he decided if Sarah is going to stay there in the lab he's going to stay with her and then we've got the case of the week so the case of the week begins with a horse called calls called the king's gambit and he's literally dripping in human blood and ellie and josh and max go investigate the case um and we found out that josh wanted to be a vet he wanted to be a veterinarian like yeah i can totally see him that doing that like that's really sweet and like I got Nikki vibes from him this this episode. And becoming a CSI was actually plan B for him, not actually what he wanted to do. But he ended up falling in love with being a CSI. And the killer of the week is the victim's son. And we can kind of see when the Josh is is studying the blood is patter is is pattern, not splatter, is is patter. He doesn't know how to copy the blood spatter to study inside the lab. 
and then Grissom kind of advises him, which is kind of like a callback to the episode, which is Chalk from Dust. It's, it is a scuba doobie-doo. So this was the birth scenario of what happened in the, the very episode. Oh, and the huge plot twist that got every single one of us screaming. Max got demoted. I'm pretty sure because of what Grissom, Grissom did, Grissom went and talked to Rihanna, but... Well... So now we're gonna go and talk about some stuff that we think is important to highlight. Grissom versus Anna Wicks. Apparently Annalisa has a huge TED Ooh. talk about it, so welcome to the CSI TED talk. Anna, please begin. What do okay, you want to well. talk about? Let me, let me stop making a bunch of noise for like two seconds now and get myself in order. Okay, so Grissom versus Anna Wicks is the, the rivalry, the villain-like moment I didn't know I needed in my life until this week when we saw this play out, right? I have to say, props to Billy, props to the actress that was playing Anna Wicks. That was maybe the best scene out of the app. That was the best scene. I'm going to say it. No, no, no. I'm going to say it. It was the best scene out of this entire series so far. That is the level that this whole season should have been operating on. Like, that is the level of, like, drama and, like, edge-of-your-seat nuance that I really needed from the whole series. Um, Granted, we haven't been getting that. We're this far into the season. But, you know, we'll save the rest of my thoughts on that for whenever I get my rating for the episode. But when I say that was the best twist and the coolest way to bring her character in, I cannot stop talking about it. It's so good. So brilliantly done. From the second that she gets that alert on her phone that somebody is at her door to the very end when she's like briefly threatening like him to come back with with a warrant or him to come back with Sarah and Max and like just try to find something incriminating in that house. I do want to pose the question, do we think she's the mastermind behind this all or is she just another pawn in, in the, the game that Anson Wicks is playing? So I think she knows fully what's going on. But mm-hmm. I don't know yet if she's the mastermind. You know, after I saw that scene, I thought for sure that she was the she was the mastermind behind that. But I don't think so anymore because that would be really that would be really in our faces. I think it's something a lot more obvious that we are not seeing that is going to hmm. make a lot more sense later when we actually find out what is happening. Because I think it's really this is the way that, as I was saying, as I said before, this is the way that it's a very Sherlockian way to mm-hmm. tell a story and is if you've ever read any Sherlock Holmes tale you know that or watch the movie or watch any of the iterations you know this is literally what we think we know but we don't yeah so I don't think she's the one behind it but you know you know what kind of reminded me that scene Grissom versus Anna Grissom versus Natalie from season eight. Okay, that that brings me to another interesting like question. What are y'all's thoughts on one of them, Grissom in this case, actually going over to their house to basically lay everything out on the table? Like, what did y'all think of that like plan that they had where they were like, oh, we see that he has a sister who he lives with. Let's just go try to lean on her and see what she can give us. See, that's one of the things you... I don't think she knows everything. People always expect this family to know nothing about what's going on. Okay, see, now I don't think it was a very smart move for them to go 
and lay everything out on the table. I I didn't know what their plan was, but I didn't think Grissom was literally just going to walk in the door and be like, hi, so your brother um, has potentially framed my friend and yeah, and is responsible for doing my wife's friend. We're never that close. (laughs) Yeah, no. So your brother is uh, responsible for trying to frame my wife's friend and this guy that used to work for me. Um, and so we just came here to tell you that we figured out that it's him, but we don't have the evidence to prove so. So, like, if you want to help me, that would be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was, I was just like, oh, we're just telling her everything. But I will then circle th- th- that all around back to the, like, um crisis of faith that it then causes Grissom to have because it makes absolutely perfect sense that that would have been Grissom's plan. If they had sent Chris or Sarah, I'm sure they would have had a much different plan. I doubt Sarah would have gone in and given given Anna all of their information immediately. I doubt Chris would have done the same thing either. But for someone like Grissom, his number one belief is that like, you know, the, the, there's truth to be said about what the science tells you. That's the only fact. And and nobody will ever tell me otherwise. And I can convince anybody, you know, anything because of what the science tells me. And, you know, what I mean, and people will help me. It's worked for him maybe 20 years ago. I mean, it, it like where he could walk into an interrogation room and tell somebody, no, we know you did this because of this, that and that. Now tell us why. But what makes Anna so fucking awesome is that she flips that on its head and she's like, I don't give a fuck what you tell me is probably the truth. That's not what everybody else is going to believe. That's not how the world works anymore. Like, we don't care what you think or what, like, the science says because it's all about what, how, it's all about basically how everyone else will see this. And it's going to read that your boy is the one behind this. No one's going to believe that my brother did it. I do like how that all played out, though. I think I I really like uh, how how that whole scene played out because basically what Anna told Grissom is literally what people who don't believe in science uh, Mm -hmm, nowadays mm -hmm. say like he's literally like I don't care if if you're telling me like the the, the shit is radioactive I don't care if this is on the science my brother's gone I don't care if if this is on the the periodic table if my brother's telling me that this element is not radioactive I don't give a fuck exactly exactly and I do like how that was that was brought up very very masterfully played into that. Now, you guys don't think she's the mastermind. I don't I know if she is the mastermind. Like, I don't know if she is or if but, she's not. But she knows I, something. I, I do think that she's the, the one controlling more. Anson. That's she, all. I think she's the puppet master and Anson is just the puppet. Okay, so wait. I have, what, no, what? I was real quick. I have a really quick question. I was thinking about this earlier um, when I was driving to work. So, you remember how last week when they did their big reveal? to Nora and they're basically like oh we we know it's Anson Wicks blah 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 and Nora asked the question basically that we've all been asking why and they are so quick to just say money it was just money that's why it's just a lot of money I'm not sold on that being a good enough reason which is why like me and you were just saying like there's something bigger at play here that's more than just money I think it's jealousy also jealousy because he has not won so many court cases so he's jealous that he can't win so much well, but I think that's a factor. He chose the wrong profession. I'm over here thinking she was also a lawyer too. Because that would explain why Anson would follow into his sister's footsteps. Right, right. Okay, so like if we make her be like this like super, you know, lawyer, you know, and then suddenly she gets MS and can't, you know, practice law anymore. But there's, but you know, that notwithstanding, like she also like maybe either loses too many cases. Maybe yeah. she she couldn't 
maybe she there was like this last case that she worked on and she lost because the the evidence was really good and her client lost or maybe she was defending someone from her family and she couldn't not only because of her health but but also because all the evidence were, were piling up and uh, prove that the, this person did it because it, I, i'm thinking that it has to be someone it has to be a very personal reason for them to hate the csis so much well and then it, it seems it's the csis at large and not one in particular so it, i yeah. i don't know i don't know if it's like basically like she hates the system like maybe like we said she you know worked a case somehow she thought her client was innocent the evidence proved otherwise unequivocally they were found guilty they went to prison jail whatever um and so in that case they would come to just hate the csis as a whole rather than an individual because that's the other thing i've been questioning was what's a lot happened to her well and she blamed the csis because the like, CSI couldn't find like her brother evidence. couldn't find the evidence they- Anson Potter couldn't take care of her while he's in law school. What if she had MS during then and was put into a, an adult facility to help take care of herself? I am, I kind of like what Kari, hold on, wait a second. So Kari, let me see. I like the idea of something having happened to her or even Anson, maybe their family. And this time the CSI's evidence doesn't help them. Like evidence can't be found to prove who they think did it, you know what I mean? Actually, like who, who you know, it, it has it, it's not found. So then the case either gets thrown out, nothing comes of it. And then suddenly they've got this like deep seated hatred for like all of scientific investigation, I guess, or forensics. You know, maybe. At a... Well, you know that throughout the original, know. a lot of people outside of CSI hated CSI. Yeah, that was always a running, a running like thing something happened to her or more people but it had to have affect her that much because she and and Anson wouldn't like because they're twisting forensics into into to tell it to tell a narrative that they want and if this narrative is really good people are going to believe it you know what I will say though at the end of all of this they could just very well be really bad people who really want to do really bad things yeah yeah so i feel like we we, yeah exactly like we want it to be all of these other things but at the same time if at the end of this it truly all ends up being they did it for money because they're just two evil people i mean that'll make sense there are there are people who are just genuinely that horrible that exist out there in the world that just want to bring more pain and suffering to other people sure yeah maybe Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to 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 yeah. Cowboy Josh? Cowboy Josh, yeah. how good was it? Like I got Nikki vibes from it. He did not go overboard with it, like Nick probably would have. Well, Nick is from time. No, no shade, uh, Anna, but <laughs> no, none ever. Please disparage this state as much as you want to, please. <laughs> no shade. To people who from Texas who listen to us, but we were pretty sure any boy would have put the whole, you know, would play this character. Like he would got to the, he would have go to the lab or to the crime scene with the hat and, and like this. 
Olympus we would have taken costume. the cowboy to a whole different level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. cowboy, cowboy aesthetics to a whole new level. We all know that. Come on, it's not like he didn't do that in the original run. Yeah. And people, you know, I was surprised to to know that, that Josh went to med school. No, he didn't go I to med school. Or he wanted to go to med school, sorry. He wanted to, but he couldn't because his mom got sick. And the bills were getting too high. So he went to the academy because people got accepted into the crime lab, got into the academy for free. Yeah, and, and I, like, like yeah. Grissom said to, to Ray before he fucked off to Costa Rica, quite literally, <laughs> um, we all come from different backgrounds. And like, if you're part of, if you're any sort of scientist from the natural science, you can come to his life. I like, it was a cool like piece of backstory for Josh because... It's 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 really interesting that like he seems like such a just wholehearted person, you know. Like he's so sweet. Made me love him a little bit more. And he adopted he bought the horse. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big that was a surprise for me at the end. I kinda think I saw it coming because how much he loved her horse. Like I originally did think it would go back to original owner for some reason. But also I really like how they draw in about the stuff about how addiction is a gene. Because how Max was worried about her son. And Josh talks about if I was like my if I followed my genes, I would have robbed you blind already. Well, I, I get what he's saying because we we had this stuff before with Sarah. Sarah saw that she carried the killer gene, and I like how but, they put this. But like, I, I think you know, Paul, if you're listening to this, like you killed it this week as usual. But I think it's kind of a very determined, you know, because there is there is this line of science that that. Uh, People think that um, your genes will dictate how you're gonna deal with your life, what's gonna happen to you, uh, and maybe there are risk factors for for uh, Max's son because Max's son, yeah, because his grandfather was addicted to gambling. But you know, it's kind of just because that happened doesn't mean that. Her son is going to become addicted to gambling. It's but not... there's, a hi- there's a higher chance. No, yeah, I, I get it. Chance. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, I, I, I've thought about it for some. I've thought hard about it. I, I like how that's why, in the end, she realizes that, like, if that truly, because, like, how all good parents should think. As long as your kid is happy and healthy and doing something that, like, brings them joy, you really just, you gotta let them do it, you know? Yeah. First of all, I love how we're seeing Max be such of, like, I guess not attentive parent, but, like, just a well-rounded parent. Because previously before on this show, we've seen single mothers and, like, parents really not be all that present in their children's lives or like if they are there's like other things going on and like they always feel like their children are coming second to their job but it feels really nice to have some like to have max just to have her son there like even if he's working community service and he's working through that but like they have this like really good relationship and this really good rapport and they're able to communicate really good with each other her son was able to go look mom you didn't know you've never really liked that i wanted to do this that or that i'm still trying to figure myself out i really want to do this i think i'll be happy and she voices her she's like no i don't think that's a good idea for you and then by the end of the episode, she's like, you know what? You're your own person. You're an adult. If that's what you want to do, let me help you do that. And I thought that was so wonderfully done. Paula, as per usual, killing it, baby. Killing she's, it. She's honestly surpassed a lot of the original cast members for some of my favorite seats. One of my seats, I favorite, favorite seats, I care. With so little, too. Like, she's, like, yeah. I've had, I was working on, I was working on edit, 
a max edit this week and she's and if you look at the, oh, yeah, the season I as a whole she's <laughs> and i finished and I, and, I, and I just finished it before we finished recording because i had to add something to it before i finally posted tomorrow um but if we look at the season as a whole there hasn't been a lot of max and yeah with what she's been given paula has knocked it out of the park i'm so invested in max like from that first scene that we saw her in i was a thousand percent in. i was like let's fucking go i didn't expect that to happen i expected to like her and josh and ellie and hugo but i didn't expect to like max so much as i do (sighs) and elisa did (laughs) no and elisa did definitely but I was, I but I'm also just a big fan of Paula as it is. So like yeah. seeing her now, bringing that, bringing all that like into CSI, I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm- that's a good segue for us to get into our next topic, which is, ugh, I hate mm. to even say it. Uh, Max getting demoted <sighs> because of Van- oh, because of Ansem. You know, I think she got demoted because Brisson wanted to talk to Anna. Yes. Oh yeah. Definitely. Which again, my guy, why did you lay everything out on the table when you went? <laughs> because he's a dumbass. That's why. You know what? I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you to call him that. I've been waiting. I'm like, I I teed you up for it a few times, and I was like, I'm waiting. She's gonna call him a dumbass. She's gonna. We got it, guys. We got it. Finally got the Grissom dumbass from CSI Vegas. I love. Uh, Really? I believe. I I believe it it may have been used, but this was an actual Grissom being a dumbass moment, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, so this. uh, I don't. I don't know if Jason Tracy or or I don't know, Anthony listens to this, but whoever listens to this, please, please. Don't tell Billy that I call Grissom a dumbass. Don't tell I think, him, I think he. I think he'd like it. He'd probably agree with you. He'd probably laugh. What? He'd probably, uh, he'd probably agree that. To agree, really, do you guys think he would agree with me? Every single season of CSI, the Grissom shows up calling him a dumbass every few episodes or all the time. I think he would agree because there are some come aspects of Grissom where you're like, come on, come on, guy, really. Especially with how he treated Sarah a lot. Because we know that Billy oh. Grissom is a big, huge GSR stripper. Same as his wife. Well, so maybe I'd be like, so we would probably have a good conversation about Chris and being a dumbass all the time. <laughs> okay, wait, I have to get back to my, at my part two of my TED talk because I have a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings and a lot of things to say <laughs> about Max being demoted. I really do. But does anybody else want to go before I start on my sh- like rant, basically? Um, can we just say how heartbreaking it was when Max said, please don't do this to me? I was like, please don't do that to her. Please. Yeah. I almost cried when she said that. Like was it, that is her dream job? And yeah. The sheriff, the sheriff, he probably didn't want him to do that either. But he only did it because it came from the higher ups, which adds to my theory that the whole the whole McKean shit is not over. Oh, okay. Well, remember, remember, I accidentally. And we all that know him. that McCain is fucking racist because you only do that to people of color. Again, you you're tapping into my TED talk there. You you tapping into yeah. my TED talk. It's... And he only kidnapped Finn and DB's granddaughter because they weren't on the way. Because if not, he would have just like, oh, that's fine. Oh, we've got a person of color trying to get into my business. You, mm-hmm. you you've got it. Let's get them demoted. Okay, now, go ahead. I will I will I will cut my rant short just because it's gonna just get repetitive if I don't. But okay, the fact that Max, for all we know, all intents and purposes, Max is the first female person of color to run the Las Vegas crime lab. Do you know the kind of, like, just the weight of having that be you alone that that woman, like, had to, like, you know, take on her shoulders? Like, this is a huge deal. A huge deal. Like, okay, Catherine, during her very short tenure as the head of the crime lab, was, as far as we know, the first woman or the first female, like, presenting person to lead the Las Vegas crime lab. 
that was a big deal in and of itself. We have a lot of comments on that. I know I do because it was literally bad writing. <sighs> it was bad writing, but you know. Actually, no, technically Sarah was the first. Technically Sarah was the first because she was ahead for maybe a couple of hours, but technically she still counts. Yeah, she still did. Sarah was she the second. Sarah was, first of all, Max has already stated from the beginning that this is literally her dream job, okay? Yeah. I can only imagine the amount of work that that woman has had to put in for her in double the length of her career, double the double to triple the amount of work than everybody else before her, to work her fucking ass off to be able to run the best lab in the country, in the fucking country. She's finally been given this position, and to have them fucking take it away from her over something like over over you know essentially calling the other like crime lab to get information, which we don't even know that she did. Okay, she did. seems like she it's a frame of. She said she, but did, again, she said she said as they were walking up to the first scene that she had a call into the head of that county that county's lab but it's like i don't i don't think it was to the extent that they're making it seem like i i, I doubt that she calls and is like hey guys how are you do you even if she did the fact that like this has been that the fact that it took something as trivial as that for them to take the fucking keys away from her and like take away this dream job from her so it was so heartbreaking. It was so infuriating because just know knowing this that this wouldn't happen to Catherine. This wouldn't happen to Catherine. This wouldn't happen to Grissom. This wouldn't happen to DB. Catherine did get demoted though. Catherine did get demoted though. Well, uh, because they were calling some, you know, a lot of shit had happened to get Catherine demoted. You know. Yeah, yeah. like it, it. It wouldn't have been something as simple as this. You know, it would have been. Yeah. And with that, all of them, it, they would have had to literally fuck up a case. And, like, do something, you know what I mean? And then they would be able to come in and be like, okay, we're going, the, the sheriff now says this is bad PR, we're going to demote you. Like, Max doesn't even really slip up, honestly. And they're like, okay, give it back, we don't need this, you're, you're done. And, oh. And the, the sheriff the, was pissed that Catherine got demoted. She tried to get in a different position. Yeah, but it, it, it really hurt. It really hurt because can I yeah. just feel for max mm -hmm. and just the having to put in not only as a woman but as a woman of color you do have to work fucking three four five times harder than anybody else to get to the same fucking level i have to give that i have to give her props for that a very like poignant way to like top everything off of like and wait but i will have it be said that a few of us were theorizing that like the end of the season was going to end with max losing her job because the like checkoffs gun of like grissom and sarah constantly being like well don't put your job on the line you know you know it was a checkoffs gun scenario and it happened um but it hurt me, and all of that it being said, it hurt yeah. everybody. And Paula, oh my god, the tears in her eyes, and the way she was just like, ugh. Paula, why don't you just kill me? It would be easier. <laughs> what are everyone's guesses for who's in charge this week? Sarah. Well, I think it, it could be either Sarah or Josh, or they could bring somebody mm -hmm. from the outside, because even though, like, people are like, oh, it could be Josh because Josh is a CSI level three. Yeah, but Sarah is the senior CSI because she has more experience than Josh. Yeah. So, uh, and she, technically, she she was the lab director for a few hours before she decided yeah. to, to leave and Lindsay go. stepped in. Yeah. Before she remembered that she wanted, she loved Grissom and things still lazy. But she wanted to live on a boat before she decided that. Yeah. Before she decided to, that she wanted to live in a boat. Um, I it could be Sarah, but maybe they could bring somebody from the outside. What if it's the way way to bring in a face that we know from the previous CS one of the other CSIs? 
Yeah, but but they said in the but Anthony said in the previous in previous interviews that the that this season they don't have anyone from the original one besides Grissom, Sarah, Hodges, and Brass. But they said that we're gonna see some faces that we know. Well, it would be great to see see I don't know maybe DB because he's in no. Paris. They can't afford well, him. but uh, I don't know. And he also has his own show. <laughs> They, they they can't they they can't afford them, mm. not anymore. But Eckley. <laughs> now Eckley they could afford. Eckley's probably in, Eckley's probably in their like budget, you know. Eckley's in their yeah. budget. But would he would he come out of possible retirement? He walks into that lab and he just sees Grissom and Sarah. And he's like, holy. He's like, no, I fucking quit. That's it. I'm done. He's like, no. I'm going back. He's like, I'm done. I was retired. I don't want to deal with this bullshit. My daughter is calling me. Your phone is not ringing. It is. Bye. It, you know what? It is. Uh, you guys have a good life. And he looks at Grissom and Sarah. He's like, good seeing you guys again. Um, I will not be coming back to this lab. But thank you for asking. <laughs> my daughter, who married one of my CSI, one of the CSIs. They've got some coffees in hand. They're like, all right, Max, what's our game plan for the day? And Max is like, all right, so um, so here's what here's what happened. I've been demoted. Um, uh, Sarah, you're in charge. Uh, Sarah, you're in charge. Um, and uh, we're not allowed to work on the case anymore. Because the reason why I think it's Sarah is because of the sneak peek that was dropped. Because she looked like she was just in charge of the scene. Now, that being said, I swear to all that is holy. If I get Sarah in charge for the last few episodes. If I get to witness that with my own two eyeballs. Our dreams come <laughs> true. <laughs> it will be very, very, very delightful to see. Um, although it is going to put a chink in my, like, potential, like, headcanon for how I think the, the end of the season's going to go. Because I, I, like, was really rooting for, like, that to be the big dramatic cliffhanger, which would have been that, like, that Sarah becomes head of the lab. Now, that doesn't mean that that, that still can't happen. Like, something could still happen where Max is no longer, like, there you know what i mean i don't know max yeah. gets kidnapped i don't know you know what i mean like something happens and sarah has to like semi-permanently take that position on that could still happen yeah and of course then of course there has to be jokes with sarah now being in charge of grissom when he was her supervisor for years and say i'm not see i'm not afraid of us being in relationship with amy ross well, although uh, josh being in charge though i kind of like the idea of that yeah as well that would be really that would be really good too because we would get to see like how 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 everything would unfold. Yeah, and I it like would that be too. Different, because... But mm -hmm. I like it. I like it because we could see his method of doing things, even so, even more so. Like I like the idea of him being put in charge, and something somehow gets messed up because realistically he didn't. He doesn't want to be in charge. Like that wasn't even probably on his like game point. Like his like you know kind mood of board. Like work with a supervisor for that one episode oh. yeah like i don't yeah exactly like i don't think like he sees this in his future at least anytime you know in the near future so i would like the idea of like him kind of being like oh well like uh i guess i'll take it on just because you know i'm the only person available but i don't know if i'm gonna do a good enough job on it and then i could see him even doing something too much like josh csi and he kind of like fucks it up and he does something incorrectly or like he gives a bad call and suddenly he's like you know what maybe i shouldn't be put in charge maybe i'm I, maybe i still have way too much to learn to like be able to run this lab you know and then and after then that like, happens miss miss idol miss miss idol grissom miss yeah, miss grissom exactly. can you can you <laughs> miss he's like uh, he's like um hi um can you do hi, this because i don't 
Hi, Miss Saddle, Mrs. Grissom, Mrs. Saddle Grissom. He's like, hey, guys. You go by? <laughs> Wait, yeah, and then he's just like, hey, guys. You know what I would like? I would actually like a scene where <laughs> they find out that Josh either doesn't want the position or he, like, does something to ruin it. And then um, Grissom's kind of under the, like, Chris, Chris lets slip that, like, oh, well, they need someone to run the lab now. And Grissom's just assuming that they're going to ask him because he used to have the job. And he's like, oh. I don't want to do it. Like I'm retired. I want to be on my boat. And, and Chris is like, "Well, we're not gonna ask you. We're gonna ask Sarah." Oh no! And I like the idea of like they don't even say that. He's like ready to go talk to like Max and the under sheriff to be like, you know what, you know, guys, guys, I don't want to do it. And they're like, we didn't even want to ask you. We already asked your wife, and she said yes. <laughs> like, we didn't even like, think oh, of you. Okay. <laughs> You've been retired for since 2009. Your wife has your wife kept up her credentials. Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, they're like, my guy. Yeah, they're like, my guy. No, nobody was gonna ask you. Um, we've actually been asking your wife. We've actually been just talking to your wife. She agreed to, it. and he's like, oh, 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 yeah, she's perfect for it. <laughs> I always yeah, knew she would my be actress, She's already my boss anyway. Like, that's fine. Exactly. He's like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. And then, like, meanwhile, he's like, tiny violin playing because he's just like, fuck. There goes our time on the boat. <laughs> But then he's like, well, that's fine. I can sacrifice the boat to She's make happy. my wife happy. Oh, you know what? Because if if something like that were to happen and he does start to, like, get second, like, doubt, you know, whether or not he wants to stay in Vegas or, like, you know, basically stay on land. And then he gets to see Sarah, like, in action and how happy she is. And then he's like, you know what? No, this is her time. And, like, he gets to essentially see how happy she is, like, running this lab and, like, doing what she loves. It will break my heart in the best possible way. Like she wants to stay, I'm gonna stay. Mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll find a house for her. He's like, or... you know what? I'll make it work. He's like, you know what? This time we're gonna fucking make it work. Oh, that would be beautiful. That would be a beautiful way to wrap up the season. You know what that is? Growth. Growth. You know what we call that? We call that growth, people. Okay. Character we call that Mr. Seidel. <laughs> And then I'm pretty sure he would have a conversation with Sarah. Okay, so if both of us are CSI now, um, how should we call ourselves? <laughs> well, she'll probably still go by Seidel when she's on the job. <gasps> or Seidel Grissom. Wait, wait. Here's a fun little AU. All of this happens. And, you know... Sarah and Grissom maybe have an argument about whether like what this means for like their research and like as far as like them going back on their boat and they're both kind of like not reverting back to their old selves but they're they're kind of seeing this like divide building between them and Grissom doesn't know if he wants to you know stay in Vegas and like kind of like be a part of this world again Sarah like doesn't know if she wants to give it up a second time around you know like do you give up your like dream not well not your dream job but like do you give this great opportunity up a second time around and you know Grissom finally he gets to see how happy Sarah is in this position and he realizes you know what her happiness is you know above all else all that matters so he decides you know what this is it we're gonna stay we're gonna make it work this time I'm gonna put the effort in you know we've learned we've lived and we've learned we've gone to the therapy and meanwhile, Sarah's still, like, super unsure about this. She has no idea what this means for her marriage. You know, it broke them last time. Is it going to happen a second time, even though they've done all this work? And my boy comes in Mm-mm. with a gift. And it's a I little nameplate. No, no, no. It's a nameplate. And it says her name. And it says supervisor. It puts it on her desk. That would be beautiful. <laughs> and of course, Sarah tears up a little bit and gives him a small kiss. Exactly. See, you know, I, look. 
I think that's a great way. Fiction idea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think it's a great way to like end things, like to round things out, because I feel like that would be a genuine concern for the both of them. Like if Sarah were to ever be put in charge again, like if this actually does happen, like what happens to this like beautiful little relationship that they've managed to rekindle and rebuild? Like now, because now it's more, it's, it's not really them helping their friend out anymore. Now it's a lot more involved. Yeah. Yeah, but I think if, if Grissom is is said if uh, last episode, if you want to go down this rabbit hole, I'll go with you. So mm-hmm. I I think like if she wants to stay in Vegas, she's going to stay in Vegas. Like still a dumbass, but less of a dumbass than he was before. But he's seen, also, he's seen what is, life is. But let's go. Everybody's ratings. I know, and there's not gonna be a nine for. <laughs> You know what? I could surprise you guys one of these weeks. I don't see it happening, but I could. Yeah, because you said you're only going to give them a nine if they fuck, and they're clearly not going to fuck. So. <laughs> I always forget that I went on a whole rant about that. I mean, I stand by my rant fully. Like, that was a good rant to go on. I will go down with that belief, that strongly held belief. But, Bree, what are, what are, what's your, I, I'll be shocked to know what your rating is, but please tell me, what's your rating for this week? 7.5. Really? You said 7.5? Nine. Oh my god. I Nine. my I heart dropped. Seven. I did too. I my heart dropped. I was literally gonna drop the microphone. I was gonna be like, excuse me? No. Nine point five, okay. Yeah. Kari, what are, we, what are we working with? Oh wait, wait, sorry. Free explanation. I I love the episode. I I love the dead stars, especially with I wonder what the actress who plays Anna actually has MS, because I know Anthony Zyko likes to hire people who actually all have already rare channels and stuff like that. And I also just, I liked how they were bringing, bringing up the, um, the, the land sickness again. Okay. And, the, and, the, and I really like the goal that Allie encouraged to go back to school. Well, you know, I really love the episode. Probably, you know, I love this episode more than I loved last week's episode. But I'm gonna give it an eight, solid eight. You know, because I loved the episode and I, I really enjoyed this week's case and the main storyline as well. Uh, and I loved how Grissom, how this episode showed how Grissom had grown in terms of being a partner in the relationship and his relationship with Sarah. Like, the original run, Grissom, Grissom from the original run, would never, he would never do that. But my man is out there calling his wife's pet's name and holding her hand in the lab, you know, making her laugh in front of everyone. We love to see it. We love to see it. Why am I giving it A? Because my queen, Max, got demoted. And we don't love to see it. We don't. We hate it. It was unfair. I, I okay. like how that's how it loses points because Max loses her job. <laughs> like, oh, Max, Max isn't happy. Take some points off. Exactly. If either if either Max or Sarah are not happy, I'm gonna you know be what? taking points. I, I like those. I like you know what? I'm gonna add that to my like rubric as far as like how I'm rating episodes. <laughs> if either one of my girls isn't happy, you're losing points. <laughs> I'm giving this week. I'm giving it a seven. Wow. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, just barely. Um, also, because I feel like I've been giving a lot of 6.8s and 6.7s. I feel like I might as well just do one, round it up. Um, this is a great episode by Marissa Tam. And we love to see a fan 
go on to then write for the show that they love to watch growing up. They give you everything that you want in an episode, and she really fucking delivered this week. But really loved uh, fucking Grissom and Anna, that fucking scene. I'm probably going to watch it again when we're done. But that was a great reveal. And then the case actually didn't take 20 minutes to get started this week. We were moving along. Although someone did point out, and they made a good point, where they said the whole case hinged on the blood splatter. And we feel that a lot of people agreed that, like, the OG crew would have figured that out a lot sooner than these guys did. But they were busy. They had things to do. But I... She would have figured it out in, like, five seconds. Yeah, Finn would have figured it out. Yeah, but these team of CSIs, you're understaffed. Exactly. Oh, they're understaffed. Yeah, I love. I love it. Yeah, they're understaffed. No, but um, but also that. But this team is really understaffed. This team is bare bones, baby. Bare bones. Um, but (laughs) they are. But also, I think it's because the two people that were working on it, neither one of them are blood splatter experts, or at least have a lot of like knowledge on how it works. And I have to say, just one 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 quick callback. Grissom is pretty like well versed in blood splatter analysis, and my guy literally really just walked in and said, "What you doing?" All right, well, have fun with that. Peace out. I gotta go. My wife's calling. Have fun. <laughs> like, I was like, my guy, you really know. But, like, he really walked in and, like, you could have helped. You could have been like, you know what? Let me take a look. Let me. He said, uh, looks like work. Uh, you know what? My wife's calling. I gotta go help Chris and her figure some shit out in the break room because that's, that's somehow where we like to meet up and talk through all of our things in public. But That's how we expect nobody to find out what, what we yeah, do. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, the very secret, very open break room. Me a cowboy-themed episode, as someone who's currently in the middle of their Yellowstone obsession. Ha <laughs> baby! Now, did I love Max being demoted? No. Did I like, narratively, how it was thrown in? Yes, I yes. fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. I also live for pain, so that was brilliant to watch. Paula fucking nailed it. Um, so, all of that being said, this was a genuinely, like, this was a very, very solid episode from beginning to end um so yeah that's my rating for this week okay i think that's your first seven no i think i gave the premiere a seven didn't i i think you did yeah yeah i gave the premiere i think i think i gave the premiere like a seven point something but yeah it's not my first one brie making it seem like i like have such high like such a high well, bar for this what you do you're, you're only gonna give them a nine if you uh, yeah you're right i don't think i see myself going above a seven ever <laughs> Well, um, that was it for this week's episode of CSI Talk. Stay tuned for next week. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry that this episode is a day later than usual. Well, you know, shit happens. Yep. You know? Life happens, baby. Life fucking happens. You're lucky they're getting an episode. So, uh, stay safe, y'all. Uh, we love you. And don't miss next week's episode of CSI Vegas. Bye.